reminds me of the story. Hello, hello, hello there. What's good, y'all? You are now tuning into the Jungle Rose Podcast with the dynamic aunt and niece duo, Jay Simone and Marley. What is Jungle Rose? Jungle Rose is a therapeutic lifestyle podcast created to assist Black women navigate, survive, and thrive through their everyday jungle. A jungle can be any hardship, difficult situation, setback, shit. It's anything or anyone that tries to hold you back. Exactly. Here we will use this platform to discuss the failures, the successes, and every damn thing in between. Ready, Jay? Let's go. Taylor Nelson, Destiny Nelson, I may say. Uh, welcome to Jungle Rules Podcast. We are so honored uh, and privileged to have you in our presence and for your willingness to come on to the show. Um, when we choose guests, our guests are not chosen because you're cute. Yeah, our guests are not chosen because you have dope Instagram posts. We choose our guests based upon uh, the impact that we see that you're making uh, for other people, specifically women. And so thank you so much. More specifically that. Black women. Black women. Amen. Yes. Faith. Um, yes, Black women of the, the diaspora of Correct. all decades. We were reading your um, intake form, and, and I feel like sometimes when we're doing this, we start to see like, damn, you think you know somebody's struggle, but you just may not. Right. So we, we learned, well, I learned, I don't know, Auntie, did you learn? I learned a little bit. I'm like, yeah. punch in the eye. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who I got punched in the eye. Like, what's good? Like, how can I do this without losing my job? <laughs> listen, listen. Y'all think she protective of me? Mm-hmm. No, she is super protective of Taylor. And that that is how it's supposed to be. Um, but what Jay is referring to uh, is in the intake form, um, you stated that you face some colorism um growing up and i i had no idea like we know that it exists we know but we try to and i know jay could say the same we try to not shield you but make sure your experiences are different and that you know how beautiful you are inside and out despite um our color, because that's what we don't want you. To, we didn't want you to have to experience and you still experienced it. So let us know a little bit about that. First, um, let's introduce, introduce yourself. Tell them what you do. Yes. Um, you're a master's student of and everything like that. Introduce yourself. <laughs> um, so I'm Taylor Nelson. Uh, I just graduated with my bachelor's in December. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, oh, I do. Taylor, one second. And for those who listen to season one, um, I just want to make the connection because your mom was on the show as well. And she yeah. spoke so very highly of you. So in episode two, um, I believe we had uh, Tasha on and um, this is her daughter that she was speaking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's that she cares. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do tailor-made clothing, which is just um 
it's where I take like custom pieces and I kind of add my own flair to it. It's something like I kind of been doing since I've been in high school, but I've never really taken it serious. But like the more people that kept reaching out, I decided to go like with the further road with it. Um, right now I've been, cause I, I started graduate school. So I've been kind of like just trying to grasp onto that before I, because at the end of the day, that's my goal there rather in my in my businesses although it's my passion is ultimately my side hustle so I've been focused more on school this semester with throwing some stuff in there because I can't help it um when it comes to colorism I think that the overall issue is that it is an issue that no one talks about and I'm not saying that uh, it should be overlooked. I just become very appreciative because I've had the family and stuff that are that I have around me. A lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even now that I'm learning because it's becoming more and more an issue is that even people who like, like I've met like a child who her mom thinks like, oh, I tell her all the time she's pretty. That may not be enough. Oh, good point. Good point. That may not be enough. And I think like, I think colorism is getting more of a attention now. I hate to say it because of basketball wives. I don't know if you guys keep up with that. Even though I don't like the 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 light that they're shining on it, um, I do think that it's an issue that needs to be raised because we we focus so hard on Black Lives Matter, and of course that's very important. But we need to focus on issues within ourselves. How can we feel confident enough to go fight against another race if? I'm beefing with the race within. Wow. That's wow. very true. Wow. You're, you're, I guess your jungle is super profound and, and it's a part of the story of our race as a whole um, in terms of the issue with colorism. I think as your aunt, I've always tried to uh, protect you and 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 I would go ape shit, to be honest with you, on people. Mm-hmm would say things about someone who was darker or what have you um but i like you said that protection uh us always telling you and making you feel like you're the best at everything you're the best in dancing school and you're only three years old Woof, you know us giving you that confidence and and, and sewing into you and showing it showing you that you're a blessing was not enough you know, in the sense that it's funny that you say that because one of my teachers shared a story with me about the fact that uh, her daughter, a parent was doing the same thing to her daughter based upon her skin complexion. And she and the teacher said it wasn't until she told the little girl she could see a boost in her confidence. This little girl's in, in, in a very low grade. Mm hmm. Uh, lower, lower elementary grade. And I'm just like to be such a young age and a tender age and to feel like it wasn't until a white person was able to say, hey, you're beautiful. And, or or it could have just been outside of the family. You're beautiful. That's when she started to feel a sense that she was beautiful. The sense and, that she was actually beautiful. And even and your story makes me think that even though we tried to protect you in the house, we couldn't protect you from the world. Right. Right. You know, that's what I'm saying. I didn't, you guys protected me enough, but you guys couldn't protect me at 24 seven, because at some point when you're in school, you want to start kind of like handling things on your own. And I've always been very independent. So it's like, you don't want to be the snitch. Oh, they said I'm this, I'm that. You want to handle it on your own because most of the time, 
sometimes it'll hit me. Sometimes it'll hurt me. I said, but it's the realization that people don't even know that they're doing it. Yeah. And they, they think, oh, we're just making fun of her. Da, 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 da. But you're, you're actually like, it's, that's colorism. I said, I said, and it's so funny because as I'm typing it and telling you guys about this, because I just was talking about this in one of my college classes, colorism is not really even a word. Like it, it passes up, like the red line goes underneath it as if it's not even a word. So it's like, it's not even a, a word to even be an issue. Mm. wow that reminds me of when we when you if you google and i'm not sure if it has changed from last season but when we google black uh women heroes or something like that we mentioned in one of our shows from season one it wasn't there wasn't anybody there wasn't anyone (laughs) there wasn't anybody so I, i i agree with you that it's it's so funny that the facts, the things that we know we hold to be true are proven right there in what social media proven right there in the Google searches like that. These things do not matter to the masses. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, it's always the realization for me. Like I like I noticed that a lot of people just don't realize that they're saying it. And I hate to uh, throw my brother or even my uncles under the bus when they say like, oh, I don't, I don't want to date a darker woman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you have a darker niece. And of course, they, what they said have never, like I love them the same or regardless because, right. you know, like whatever they want to date is what they want to date. But saying stuff like that, that's colorism. That's- I guess that for me, so see me, I went on the opposite end of that. I, I always say, oh, I want a dark, darker guy. I don't rock with right. white men because I'm just like, I was, I became, I'm so protective because you, Rozzy, Charmaine were, you know, Tasha were like darker to me. So, and I knew that that was something how people act. So I'm like, what? She look, look at her skin, look at yours. You look ashy. Like, you know, that's my only, I always like black. Well, if you, if you, if you're brown or you have like that smooth one complexion, the skin, like, for me, that's how I always took it, I guess, because I transferred that protection, that mindset into my life when it became very personal to me. Like, I have to protect these people. I, I love them like tons. Right. I have to protect them. And so I, always, I like the dark skinned guy mm, with that hair. Mm. I like the brown skinned guy. Like I've always hopefully my husband is brown enough because, listen, I'll sit him in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's a good point, because. Like you said, people don't even realize the statements that they make, even like I can remember hearing um, people conversation where people will be like, oh, you were out in the sun. You got really black. Like, what's wrong with that? Mm -hmm. What is wrong with me or whoever getting more sun and becoming darker? Like, why is that such a negative connotation? But then it goes back to our roots, the trauma that's embedded in us because when when slavery was there lighter the brighter the better in-house slaves you know it goes back to that and so we have to reprogram our minds to know that that is something that was placed on us to create separation within our culture as well and that's what it's doing I would say for more of the ignorant people, and I'm just going to keep it 100, for more of the ignorant people, oh, this season is the evolution, it's the courage and the confidence. So yeah, yeah being myself more because that's what y'all want, that's what y'all need. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I find like when I'm seeing models sometimes and they're being 
flashed as like the most beautiful ones. Even if I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, I'm here. Like they are like, their skin is like beautiful. Like the color of black velvet almost. Literally. That's new, Jay. That's a new thing. I, that I is not. That's new. Mm-hmm, that's, that's super new. Now. You don't have a lot mm-hmm. of Naomi Campbells. So I'm saying that this is something that's beginning to happen now. And you'll see them with bright red lips or yellow lips, whatever. And it's just... So I do think there's a little bit of a shift before you would have never. I think that change is coming. I I was saying to somebody the other day, I said, people don't even realize, like, I used to hate the summertime because he's... People just go, you black, you black, you black. And then my eyebrows, they would be like, oh, your eyebrows blend in with your skin. Mm. And at one point, when I got to high school, I remember my mom, she not that much lighter than me, but she's lighter than me. Like her foundation, I knew was always lighter than what I really am, which is whatever. I used her stuff all the time. And I used remember I used to use her foundation and mix it with the... Um, and Y X to make it a little bit lighter and just put it on my thing and do my eyebrows all the time. Um, I have to say it wasn't until I got to Delaware State when I realized I'm not even that black. I'm not even that black. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm trying to I'm getting you know, a whole bunch of people that was darker than me and all everything. I'm like, I'm not even and that embracing black. that brownness, honey. Okay. Yep. I said it's not even like it's not even that um I said, people don't even realize. I said, I, I was living in Connecticut. It's up north. So being dark was like the odd factor here. When I got down here, I had even one girl who said, I don't even think you're dark skin, which I didn't agree with. I love being dark skin. At that point in my life, it was something I already accepted and I loved about myself. So I didn't agree with that specific fact, but I hung around a lot of people that were, in fact, darker than me. Mm-hmm. Wow, the difference that uh, a coach, because it's a whole different culture down there, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's the difference that uh, distance will make, right? Versus north versus south mm-hmm. and acceptance. Yeah. And, you know, what's the norm for them? And you were attending uh, all black college. So, like, what I noticed about HBCUs <sighs> is that. They like they teach you a level of confidence that no other school can teach you. I know like my friends upstairs who who went to HBCUs like they come out with a whole different experience than we do. So I think, too, being in that environment, like she said, it was a shift in the environment. Mm Yeah, I'm sure it was some sort of shift in terms of her location. Um, But. I don't know. It's, it's sad. I, I just want to know, did Taylor's, was her bounce back easier because of the love and the support and that she received from her family? Like, do she, does she see that? And I think she made mention to that earlier. Like she has a family, she has the support. And so I'm wondering did that love and that support truly help you with your bounce back? Like you're always going to experience pain in life, but it's like, like I can experience pain in life, but my bounce back is easier because I have people around me who are going to love on me. Right. So, so how would you say, and I'm going to move on because I know this is your jungle and thank you so much for being brave enough to, uh, we're going to move on rather. Thank you for being brave enough to share your jungle with us. And this is a huge jungle that I'm, that we'll probably touch upon more, uh, during the season. Definitely. 
So was your bounce back easier uh, because you had that love and support versus someone else? Because I'm sure you have friends who are of your complexion or even possibly darker. Um, I have to say, like, my bounce back was always just easy because regardless, I had people who were going to love me. Um, what I used to always worry about is how am I going to help girls who look like me come through this, like who don't have the love? Because I've always, I always tell people all the time, I have a whole family that loves me regardless, that sweats me regardless. So. That's right. And so it's like, I don't know. I have this thing in my heart where I feel like I always have to worry about other people, which is a good thing. But I used to always be like, well, I got out of this. But what will bring me back is now somebody who was my age, who's going through this without the love. Then yeah. what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why we have the Jungle Rose podcast so we can let them know. Yes. Black, and different. If you look on our page, we make sure we represent all the women of diaspora, all the women of every shade yep. is up here. And if it looks too, if it looks something outside of what we're trying to represent, we don't represent it at all. Not at all. But I think you also um, said that you channeled that. You channeled the frustration you may have had and, um, Channeled it into tailor made clothing. Cause, so, because regardless of people calling me black or whatever, they everybody always said, "I you dress so nice, you dress so nice, you dress so nice." And so, when I used to take stuff, like I used to tell people all the time, you can go in the store and buy something for two dollars and turn it into something else. And I mean, I just learned how to sew these past two years but even like before I would just cut something just to make it different like especially if I'm at school and this girl wear it not before I could wear it now I gotta do something else to it so it's not the same so it's like um it it came from like just doing custom stuff like adding my own flair and like the support I was receiving before I even made it into like a hustle mm-hmm. was just remarkable so I'm just like why can't it just might as well be my hustle you know well, I think you may have gotten that from and it's in your blood. I know you got it a little bit of it from Jamie, but grandma always used to switch some around. She buy one thing, then she spray paint it like it was it's always custom. So that's in your blood. So I am. If you don't know, I'm so very proud of you. Your shit is dope. Mm-hmm. Continue to do what you're doing. Um, like, I think that's the best way to overcome adversity, like turn it into something more positive. Um, and you are super fly. Um, you have always been the changer. Like you said, if you see somebody with something, you got, you got to flip it around. And that takes some boldness and that takes a lot of confidence to be able to step out on a limb and do things like that. But I feel like people of your generation, people of your age, right? your early, early 20s. I'm not going to say how many years older I am of you, but your super early 20s, our generation is has uh, almost two decades in between it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you guys have been known to be like lazy. You know, you, you want things right away and narcissistic. Everything has to be about you, et cetera. But you all are like the groundbreakers. You're the ones who are, Uh, becoming our entrepreneurs like 17 to 20 years old like you guys are are, our entrepreneurs you're stepping out there you're reselling stuff you're doing definitely 
you're changing, cutting the sleeve off and selling it for $70. And I'm like, what? Way faster than we are. Like way faster. I feel like you guys uh, had that entrepreneur mindset. Um, I know as we talk about the difference in time gaps or in the decades, like my generation was like school, 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 school. Like, yes, you could go to school. But I see, like you said, your generation is more like I'm going to go to school, but I'm going to still have my side thing. Whereas like now after I did school, now I'm like, let me get a side thing, you know. So I do see that big difference in in the age um, and the generations as well. I think with our generation, we're kind of mixed. So even when I was at Delaware State, you see a lot of people go to school because their parents, like, you going to school, you have no choice, or you, mm-hmm. you, know, you go to trade school, wherever you go. But then I also see them doing here, doing this. Like, you could literally not have to leave, your, leave the campus and get everything done, nails, food, everything. And so I think that a lot of it is we go to school because that's what's expected of us, but we also don't want to work our whole lives. Like we, we kind of can't be tamed kind of. And that's why I always like tell people, like um, I hear people say my age all the time, like, I don't want to work anymore. Like I want to take my hustle and make it bigger. And it's just, it's just the mindset because it's, it's money out here for all of us. It's kind of like, it's time to take back, what was taken from us. Listen, say that. Man. Say that. And it's so funny how you describe it because uh, all research points to exactly what we all have been talking about. The fact that people in my age group are much slower to uh, pull out of the jobs that they've worked hard for, the careers that they've worked hard for, uh, for the fear fact that they want to be in a safe zone. They want to make sure they know how much money is coming to them. And uh, Marlisha's decade or like they push a little bit more but they're still very cautious and then your your age was like listen I want to do what gives me pleasure like okay Mm -hmm. even if you decide to go to school right because that's a traditional thing in your family for some people I have friends a particular friend who she's like her she's like my son's not going to school and and in my mind I never questioned it he has uh ideas to begin to flip homes and she's like I'm gonna help my son do that I'm gonna allow him to stay here I'm gonna allow him to make his money I'm gonna allow him to flip homes so that he can his dream can come true and he can make money that way and she believes that he can truly make money the way that she has done she's seen him and friends around him and close Mm -hmm. intimate friends around him make bread possibly more than we've made when we were teachers when I was a teacher back when I first started yeah, and I also say, like, because in high school, we had a college summit where we stayed at UConn's campus for a weekend, and we were supposed to become peer leaders and then bring that back to our, our classmates, our senior classmates, encouraging them to go to college. And I say now, majority of my class started off at college and don't go anymore, but they're uh, doing lashes, like, they're, and I'm like, people who do uh, eyelash extensions, they make, if they do about, uh, four or five people a day they're making like six hundred dollars a day and they didn't go to school so I always be like because at first I was like well none of us went to school like none of us even when it was graduation time none of us like none of us is graduating and it's like because they done did something they already had their breakthrough they're already following their dreams Mm -hmm. and school was literally their backup plan you know right and I think um for me I know I I don't think entrepreneurship was even 
in the equation. So now when I look back, I'm like, and I read, you know, like self-help and self-improvement. I'm like, yo, if somebody would have told me this, I probably wouldn't have gone to school. Right. Because like you said, if you do it right, you can bring in the money you need to survive on a daily basis. Um, instead of accruing the debt like but I'm glad I did get that experience to go to school I might have chose a little differently or maybe try to do both like you're doing um instead of waiting until now but everybody's path is their path right but we want to share the knowledge to make sure that people have the options to do whatever they feel most comfortable doing but that is so true like it, it just wasn't in the equation then for me but now I think back and I'm like what if that was an option? Even like now, like me and my mom laugh about this all the time. But when I first wanted to go to school, I wanted to go to school for fashion. And she just was like, like, no, like you're not going to make any money. Like, like you need to go choose a path where you're going to make money. And then, um, you know, fashion can come in or sh- or she was even saying like double major because Delaware State did have the fashion major mm-hmm. and it's just and then after a while like when I was like about to leave for school she goes you know if that's what you want to do go ahead and it's like but still like her first reaction was like you know like you gotta you should be chasing the money you know like you're chasing not even the money the not security even the money, yeah. yeah the security like the safety like and I just think she took it from her personal experience like exactly she she didn't go to college straight away and that's what she regrets so it's like she like I want you to go to college straight away and you choose something and then you know you do that later mm-hmm. I am I'm just laughing because I probably was in the background like she's like oh no we like oh no she can't go for, uh, for fashion she gotta do that on the side <laughs> Woo, I'm sure I was well, kind of glad it didn't because it wasn't DSU. People don't go to DSU for fashion. Their fashion program wasn't that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. I'm sure I was in the conversations like, yeah, we got to we got to change your mind. She can't do this. <laughs> and look, now, look at the influence. Look, look at the influence. But now I'm. I, I feel guilty. I feel like uh, apologetic in a sense because right. it's like I wanted myself personally to go to school for. Like I wanted to do something in fashion and lifestyle in the industry. And as a, whenever I was on campus and I went to, the, to a predominantly white school, they would be like, oh, you're here for fashion. Oh, you're about to do something with fashion. Everybody said that to me. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm going for education. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm going for education. But everybody, you know, everybody knows like, what's up? You, you doing something with fashion? It has to be fashion for you. And I'm just like, no, I took the safe route. And then here I had an opportunity to correct that and to encourage someone who I know who has a great fashion sense uh, to do that. But we have to, the mindset shift is hard. Right. And we do our best. And, and I'm sure uh, when your mom and I was uh, negotiating on the sidelines about your career path, it was with all good intention. It's sad. I still, I'm still glad that I went to school for what I went for. Like, cause at the end of the day, you can't, you can't do a hustle. You don't got the money to start the hustle. So, and, and so, um, I'm kind of glad I said, I used to laugh because when I first went to Delaware, I'm like, well, my mom don't want me to go for fashion. I was like, cause everybody I was meeting was business majors. And I'm like, 
I should have been a business major. Mm-hmm. That would have been a, a good route. But you'll learn. You'll learn the skills yeah, as you go. I said, college is a learning experience. I always tell people, you. I, I said, only advice I can give you is to know that you're not going there on no straight path. Like, don't expect everything to be straightforward. Expect some twists and turns because it's never how you plan it. True. Uh, that's my experience. True. So tell me about, and tell, I'm sure the people want to know, like, um, what, like, how did you decide? All right, I know you came upon, you were going, experiencing a jungle. And many times when we go through the jungle, we're in the bushels, right? We can't see, we're fighting our way out. We're trying to overcome this controversy. We're trying to overcome this thing that's trying to take us down and, and make us, you know, not, not balanced, imbalanced. We're not balanced like we need to. What, like, what is it, what, what did it take from you? Did, did you decide that there was a market for this? Right. Because I'm, I know we've raised you to, yes, we think emotional, but we also have to think about what makes sense. Right. Why would this make sense? Um, and I have to say, like, I, even though like I'm around a lot of strong people, I am very more of an emotional thinker than anything, which kind of sucks. But I'm also like, you guys know I was a crybaby, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I just um what what actually took me there is that I was always kind of like with the with the junk with the jungle or whatever. Like I was always just back in my head, doubting myself. But then I'm just like they doing that. I could do that. I can do that. And it's just like, it was simple stuff. Like, like it was the people, it was always the people around me because it's like, these people are rooting for me and pushing for me to do this. Okay. You do this. Even though I'm telling people, Oh, I'm not doing that. Like I could do it, but I only did it for her. Like, I don't want to do it for no one else. They still ask and still offering to pay like, Oh, I'll pay you double. And it's just like, if people around me can see the light in me, why can I see it in myself? That's right. And, and they're offering, like, you're like, no, I don't want to do this. And they're like, yo, we going to pay you. Like, you know, you, when people willing to pay, that means you got a good product. And then I said, and I also said, I didn't want to get into the field because of, because I already know how sensitive I could be in that sense of competition. I didn't know how I personally would react. I mean, I've been in competitions before whatever but nothing so major where money's involved and I'm like it's going to be people around me who's doing the same thing and I want to know like how will I be able to handle it and so far I've been great with it like people going to at the end of the day it's, it's some it's always going to be somebody doing something that you're doing it's how you do it that matters because your impression that you leave could be better than the impression that that other person leaves on that person so it sounds like you you knew there was a market or in a sense, um, and it sounds like uh, something that you stand by with your company is uh, customer service and and also that confidence that it's okay if you sell the same thing as me, I'm going to make sure I'm producing it or presenting it in a way that makes you want to come back to me and purchase something else. And also, like, I also, uh, people always, like, tell me, like, you, you kind of check in, like, even after they purchase, I check in, like, you sure you like the way they fit on you? That's my whole thing. And that's why I always say custom, because I'll take something in if you don't like the way it fit. I want you to feel comfortable, because I know how it is to be somewhere and be in your own skin, and you don't feel comfortable. So I want to make sure you like the way that I fit on you. Does it, do, do you want me to come back and fix it? I'll, I'll fix it, no problem, no charge. It's just, 
I want people to feel as comfortable in the stuff that I'm providing for them. So maybe like if they are getting bullied for the color of their skin, oh, at least I got these, somebody will say, oh, but your jeans is cute, you know? Like something that'll distract them away from whatever else somebody else is saying. Mm, it sounds like you're giving people their confidence through clothing and um, making them feel confident in what they're wearing. Because like you said, if you're not comfortable in what you're wearing and it's not fitting correctly, you're not going to wear it. I know yesterday um, at the photo shoot, like my face was done. Not that, but I, I did get a little boost of extra confidence. I was like, oh, who is this girl? Like I've been working out really hard, but hadn't seen my clo- like myself without my clothes on, like just like scrubs and stuff and getting made up. And I was like, oh, you know, like, damn, I look good. And so like that does boost your confidence when you feel good in what you're in. Whether it's clothes, makeup, whatever, it does boost in your confidence. I agree. But uh, I'm glad that you're confident in the business that you um, that you produce. I think uh, Marley might have hit it on the nose. You're probably thinking that you're producing outfits, right? You're being creative and that's your passion and you love it. Great. But what you are actually producing and what you're actually selling is confidence. And that's something that you can't bag up. You know, uh, you coming back probably posting pictures or what have you Mm -hmm. of people is probably a part of that confidence building. And it's probably something that becomes continual and the the confidence could also be in the fact like, Oh, she looks good in it. I look good in it too. And and maybe she's lighter or maybe she's slimmer or maybe she's more, but I still look good. So this is something that's making black women probably feel super confident and that's something that we holistically stand for uh on this platform is boosting people's confidence and i want you to think in your mind like yes you you think you're selling clothes and shirts and dresses and pants and you know all this uh, custom made all these custom made pieces but you're actually selling confidence to people because i'm sure you're making sure it fits their bodies and you know how our bodies are different our bodies could be from uh someone who looks like they're a gymnast you know to someone who looks like they run track uh to someone who has like a yoga body like you huh i say even people who are like tall they'll be like can you add some yeah. to the bottom like yeah. people nice. who are short like auntie yeah. can you cut them off a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um we'll cut that part oh god <laughs> <laughs> no but i i think you're you're selling confidence a part of someone's lifestyle um you're elevating their experience which ultimately makes them want to come back and buy your product um, and the check-in is always a good thing. Cause I know when I buy stuff or when I go somewhere, I feel really good to spend my money again, if somebody is checking on me. So that's a skill that you have acquired for yourself and you know, it works for your business. And I would say, keep doing that. Um, people appreciate the check-in. They appreciate, um, seeing themselves on your website, like Jay said, on your Instagram, uh, seeing how dope they look on on your page, on your um, timeline. So but even like they don't even people don't even realize even me just sharing your pic and someone else comment like them is dope. Like she looked dope and it's just a pair. Like to me, like it's just, not to me, it's just a pair of jeans, but like. So then it may be, oh, it's just a pair of jeans. But like now you got people you don't even know telling you you look good. Mm hmm. Yeah. 
So in the event that someone, I want to make sure we get your information out there just in case people would like to uh, check you and we'll make sure as, as we release this uh, episode that we pump out some of your clothing so that they see it. Marley and I definitely have some of your piece, a piece on inside of uh, some of our pictures. I'm sure we added you to or something like that, or tagged you or something. But uh, we want to start letting people know how, in the event that they want to get in contact with you, how can they do so to get some of these custom pieces? What's your IG? What's your Facebook uh, email or what have you? How can people contact you? Um, okay, so my IG is um, Taylor Made Clothing. Uh, it's Taylor, I, so T-A-I-L-O-R, madeclothing.tmc, which is just Taylor initials to tailor me um my email is tailormadeclothing at yahoo.com and then my facebook is just tailormadeclothing all inquiries can be required through dm i'm not one of those people who don't respond i respond because my phone is always in my hand so i always respond within hours <laughs> if i'm at work i work with kids so it, it might be at the end of the day but i always respond so <laughs> god and then um, one last question. Um, what what song or book helped you get through your jungle? I think that's important for us to know. So um, I had mentioned the thing, uh, The Skin I'm In. Um, I can't think of the author's name right now. I read this book when I was in a sixth grade and it's a small book. People might think I said, but it's, it's, it's about a dark skinned girl who got bullied because then they made like a song about her and it would go Malika, Malika, you just can't see her because she's so black or something. I said, and now this girl has a book about her or whatever. I said, and even when the book came out, the kids started inserting my name or whatever. But I think that with her, she she started hanging around the wrong girls and trying to fit in. I, I knew I didn't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think she gave me like the example of, I mean, who she came out at the end was better, but I just knew I did not want to just go down her path. I had to want more for myself. That's dope. I'm going to have to read that. Um, I'm going to definitely take you really quick, but. I'm going to go grab that, um, the skin I'm in and we'll find out the author and put it in the show notes. Um, but we appreciate you coming on. Um, if you ever want to come back on the show, you're more than welcome. You know, it's all love. We're fam. Um, I'm just so honored to interview you and see your growth. Tay. To be up here. I'm so proud of you, both of you. (laughs) Yes. Hopefully, uh, Glimming taught you some customer service. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the Glimming girl at her at always. So that concludes our episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, five stars only. But give us that good feedback. We are so honored that you rocked out with Jay Simone and Marley. Follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. But don't forget to drop that jungle juice. We want to hear all the juicy details. All, all of it. All of it. Don't leave anything out. Be sure to live life intentionally. We love you guys and stay tuned. Yes, we love you. We thank you.